0: everybody this is the simpson show i'm robbie with my co-host matt and we are here to talk about the simpsons from the beginning matt how are you i am fantastic i'm giving up
1: uh, uh being snarky that's that's what i'm giving up for this episode
0: no we that's we need that matt oh we, we do you can't oh, okay. give that up well, i'll give up being hopeful then i i think i've already done that so welcome welcome to the club Hi guys, so we are brought to you by supporters on Patreon. You can support us by going to patreon.com slash The Simpsons Show for only two dollars a month, gain access to all of our bonus content. Uh a bunch of bunch of new episode reviews, bonus episodes, and uh commentary tracks, all kinds of stuff on there if you want to check that out and support us. Appreciate everyone who does on this week's episode. It is Days of Wine and Doze Do Sees Do I guess. Be the right mm. way. Even though this is not a Homer episode. Uh, This episode, BABF14, originally aired April 9th, 2000, written by Deb LaCusta and Dan Castellaneta. This is the first episode they wrote. They've contributed more throughout the years, but this is the first one. Um, Apparently, this episode was originally written back in, like, season four. Um, Wow. Wow. Hmm. Which, I think, explains why it's good. Uh, And... uh, You and, said it, not me. I agree, uh, but you're the one. Uh, it. I man, that might be why well, I don't know. They it's hard. It's who knows? Who knows? But we'll we'll, we'll figure it out. Directed by Neil Affleck, uh, got an 8.3 rating, which is roughly 8.3, 8.4 million viewing households. I'm assuming it finished second to Malcolm in the Middle because it's pretty much been there all season. I don't have uh, actual numbers this year, but this this week. But I assume that's what it did. The chalkboard gag, I was not touched there by an angel. All right. Okay. So, sure. Okay. Why not? Uh, the couch gag, the family from the Tracy Ullman show are in the couch. Uh, the the current Simpsons see them, and they all run away screaming. Not bad. Feels like, I, I don't think, I think this is new, but I can't remember. I think this is a new one. I don't think we've seen this. Really? Like, it seems so old. I, I just
1: assumed it was a. Uh...
0: I I think this. I think that we're in the last like five six episodes of the season. They usually come back around to new ones again. It's usually like the middle five, like six seven that have repeats. I'm huh. not sure though. It's hard to say. I think I feel like they've gone off that formula now as well in the season eleven. Like I don't think it's. Yeah. It's hard to say because I've at this point we've seen two hundred and almost fifty couch gags. I can't. I can't keep them straight anymore i don't know what i've seen what i haven't seen and when i have when i saw it my brain is mush at this point so the simpsons have done to me mm-hmm. it's true
1: that's a winning tv show we need to devote your life to it learn
0: from us kids don't devote your <laughs> life to tv if you have to take any lesson uh the episode begins with trash night which is just means it's trash night people are putting out their trash so bart and homer and apparently like half the Half the people in Springfield are just go out digging through trash every night or every trash. Yeah, night, Apparently uh, a yard week. sales aren't really a thing that Springfield does. I mean, it, it's it's a strange thing because it feels I, like I get it for Cletus, but Homer and Bart, like they're firmly middle class. Are they really, especially in the year 2000, are they going around digging through trash every uh, every every week to get maybe they just enjoy it? I like, uh, I'm pretty true. sure
1: if it wasn't culturally insensitive my uh, stepdad would definitely be doing that.
0: I guess that's true. Homer doesn't have any degree of decorum. So nope. And they, you know, he did they did go to the landfill and pick through the dump. So it makes a certain kind of sense. But it, it, this is the this is the first act random intro thing cuz it uh, uh, like there's nothing none of like it's short that's what like this episode i I think this episode is good uh to begin with uh but i think part of it is it avoids most of the season 11 pitfalls uh it does have this random intro thing but it's short it's like three minutes it's Uh, over like in a minute it's great it's really quick uh but we get a joke about uh cletus and brandine and how she's been spoiled by going to prison. Uh, Milhouse has a My Little Pony blanket that's been thrown out, and I guess they're going to use it as, like, a hostage to give it back to him. Well, yeah. I'll send it to him piece by piece. Uh, uh, we have a comic book guy dumping old comic books, including a She-Hulk versus Leon Spinks comic, which Matt has put four question marks in our notes next to that. I don't know who Leon Spinks is. He's a former professional boxer. Oh, okay. Um, I... Be surprised if comic book comic book store would ever throw away an old comic book. They would just put it in a bin and sell it for a quarter, exactly, or a dollar. You yeah, know? I was really hoping
1: Leon Spinks would have been a, a, another attorney, and you would have had them going head to head in the in the courtroom. That would have been far more interesting.
0: Isn't that what? Isn't that what the Charles Soul comic was? Basically, <laughs> that's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> like that's what <laughs> was that like, was. If it's written by Charles Soul, I'll definitely read that. Nah, he's too busy. Um, then we get a a joke about it, it, Barber, Italian, them finding hair and um, Homer finding a training bra. Like, uh, okay. uh, <laughs> It doesn't make any sense. It's, it's, this is all kind of just filler, dumb comedy um, to get to the main plot. Basically um, Homer finally does see that a old, a tiki restaurant is throwing out a, a actual giant. Is that what do you he- call the tiki? That that thing, the big face thing. It's like a, a it's not real. Like it's a, just a big wooden facade. But um, Homer hooks a gas line up to it, so that he can. So breathe. for those of you who are are playing the trivia game at home, make note: the Simpsons have a gas uh, oven. Yes, Homer, sure. which Homer breaks and circumvents and fills the house full of gas. I do like. I really like that how that looks when Marge walks into. Uh, the kitchen, and she's like, "I don't remember looking. It's so wavy." <laughs> and I, yeah, like, I can't imagine how much of a pain it must have been to animate that. <laughs> I don't know. It looks really neat. I like that. It's a good visual effect. Um, again, this is just getting to Homer uh, lighting the that tiki on fire with because he's treating it like a flamethrower. Uh, so of course it it like falls over and catches on fire, and he runs to Moe's. And this is where the plot actually starts. This is where things start happening. Um, because we get to Mo's, and it's the usual cast is there. It's it's Homer, uh, Lenny, and Carl with Moe and Barney. And Barney's a little bit down because he had a birthday and no one remembered it. Or did they? <laughs> hey, Barney, what's
2: with the glum face? You glum or something? Huh, glummy? You know... It was my birthday last week and no one remembered. What are you, nuts? I threw you a party at my house. You lie! Why would I not remember my own <laughs> birthday? But we did have a shindig for you, Bon. We even videotaped it. Look. Oh, that's it, baby. Oh, for Mo. Oh, yeah, work the slot. Show me the package. Whoa, that, that's, that's a project I'm working on. Sorry. Okay, Mom, we're rolling. I wrote a poem for Barney on this special occasion. Now that you're one year older, the time flew by so fast. Bart, <laughs> give me that. Huh? I'm just saying that when we die, there's going to be a planet for the French, a planet for the Chinese, and we'll all be a lot happier. Mr. Gumble, you're upsetting me. No, I'm not. Gee, is that what I look like when I'm drunk? You wish. That's the stage we call Professor Barney. Talkative, coherent, even insightful. Here's drunk. Well, I'm off to market! Uh, Marge, you're making a complete fool of your s- Oh, it's just Barney. (gasps) Precious alcohol! soaking into shag Ah, ah, ah. Ah,
0: ah. barney had a rough night
1: Uh, barney's also a lot more racist than i realized
0: (laughs) i i think it is uh i think they're trying to make him the the drunk uh kind of like they say professor where your worst ideas have no filter anymore
1: that's true he's it's it's philosophy is what he's going into yeah
0: exactly um and so this is a, it like it it jumps right here where it is about Barney and being an alcoholic and i think that's it, like they had some reticence about this because they didn't want to deal they had you know they've done an episode already with, about alcoholism with Homer Duffless which i think is very good and now they're covering it with Barney it's a little bit different i think because Barney doesn't have like the the focus of Duffless is the family. Barney Homer is doing it for marge primarily. Um Barney is it's more about self-respect than it is about doing it for any one person. He's doing it for himself basically. Right. And and Barney's alcoholism is a lot more
1: raging than Homer's was. So uh, we can see how it would be much more difficult for him
0: yeah and you know barney is we see barney he's he's struggling with this because he's like i don't remember any of this and oh no i am i'm that's i'm in terror i'm terrible i mean he's like as he has a a, like a a epiphany is like oh no i'm a moment of clarity as they would say and he's like i can't do this anymore um i i need to stop and so he decides he's gonna quit drinking
2: oh how embarrassing How did this happen? How that? You've had that for a while. Yeah, I can't really picture you without it. Oh, I'm a disgrace. Disgracefully hilarious. You passed out before we could even give you your presents. I still got mine. Buddy, I got you what no drug could do without. Morning after stationary. <laughs> <laughs> and I got your helicopter flying lessons. Can you imagine this booze bag at the wheel of a whirlybird? <laughs> it he be all, look at me. I'm a tanked-up loser in a helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, happy B-Day, pumpkin. So, I'm a tanked-up loser? Is that how you see me? Sounds like a certain loser could use some tanking up. Hey, hey, where you going? I'll show you. I'm gonna take these helicopter lessons. Wait a minute, Barney. You gotta be sober to fly. I mean, it's not like driving a car. Then I'm gonna quit drinking. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean it. <laughs> you won't see me here again, ever. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that ain't funny. He's my best customer. Well, the handwriting's on the wall. To stay afloat, this
1: bar's going to have to go queer. You mean it's not? Oh, wrong again, gay guy to Springfield. So a couple of things. One, I love, love, love that Moe calls Barney Punkin. That's adorable. <laughs> and two, I really wish the gay guy to Springfield had become a running joke. That would have been amazing.
0: <laughs> I don't, I'm amazed they haven't done that episode. And yeah, included true. it, well, it as a part of an episode, at least. If I just showed up at all of
1: the random places The Simpsons end up, and I'm like, oh, man, wrong again. Jeez, <laughs> that would have been
0: one of the best running gags in all of TV. Or they could just – they just keep going to welcoming gay establishments. Um, I mean, that's, and that's the first act. It's very short. It's very tight. I actually really like it. It, it is – well, welcome change from the recent act ones where – like, it's just random nonsense. And then in the last 30 seconds, they're like, oh, here's a plot. We have one. This is like, no, this is about Barney. And, like, they devote a, a good amount of time to, hey, Barney is going to quit drinking. And they get right to it. They're like, hey, this is the thing. Bart, Barney sees something that is embarrassing. And he decides, I need to quit drinking. And then we, and we're and we off to the races. It's it's really, it's, it's lovely, honestly. Just to have it. Yes, it is. It's such a refreshing change of
1: pace from having like like you said the last thirty seconds of Act One be about the actual plot of the episode like a, this really seems like an episode that was written years before,
0: but that's with that we go to commercial on Act two
1: it's true, and when we come back, we see Barney uh in the process of changing himself, he has thrown away all of his booze, which we've seen Barney's apartment before it is nothing but boost. So he's just basically throwing away everything off the surface of every, every you know piece of furniture he has. Uh, he then slides down his fireman's pole directly into Moe's because apparently Barney lives directly above Moe's. Uh, and then he orders a beer. Uh, luckily for him, all the other guys are there and they're there basically to remind him of the promise that he made. And Barney, being a surprisingly resilient individual, begs Homer for help. And Homer after finishing his beer, offers Barney some help. <laughs> so uh, they go immediately uh, to an AA meeting, uh, because in, in Springfield, that's just where you go. What do you want to stop drinking? And uh, Homer has apparently been here before, as we've seen uh, in, in Duffless, and uh, he gets a rousing greeting.
2: Uh, welcome back, Homer. I see you finally hit rock bottom. Not a chance. I can sink way lower. I just came to help my friend Barney. We all know why we're here, don't we? To keep ourselves sober and to network. So let's get started. Well, after I lost my third job in two days, old Gil was in a pit of despair. And that's when you realized you were an alcoholic. Oh, no, I never touched the stuff. But you don't have to be drunk to know the value of Amway. <gasps> uh-huh. Now, this is used crankcase oil, which you ladies know is murder to clean up, you know. And company's coming. Ah, you're doing this at the worst possible time. Ah, your finger's in my eye. I have a problem with alcohol, and I need help. Well,
0: your recovery begins today, and we promise you all the sugar cookies and secondhand smoke you can
2: handle. The sugar cookies you speak of, are they real or symbolic?
0: They're on that table over there.
2: Well, I don't want to walk that far. Anything that takes twelve steps isn't worth doing. Get it, huh? (laughs) Twelve steps. (laughs) Hey, how did I get out here?
1: So there are a lot of things I like about that particular one. Is Gil. Always selling, like he goes to wherever there's a group of more than like four people and tries to sell them something, and then pours, pours freaking motor oil on the ground, which is just awful. And, and then a Homer and the the twelve steps and waking up outside because they treated him exactly as poorly as someone who makes a terrible joke like that should be treated and kick him out to the point where he has memory loss because you know that's what you do to Homer when he does stupid crap like that.
0: I mean, I think that's the thing. That's the, and it's another thing that separates it from other season 11 episodes it because it's i think it's a a function of having a character like barney being basically the straight man in this um homer can function as like this goofy weirdo that you know for all intents and purposes is the source of laughs in a lot of the in this episode it is because barney is the straight man and is being a normal person and they're using Homer as a counterpoint to that, not as the main attraction.
1: Yeah, because I really enjoy when they try and have somebody else be the straight person and Homer be the wacky person because they seem to really enjoy writing Homer to be wacky. So when he's supposed to be the focus of the episode, it just comes off as really weird.
0: Yeah, and I, like I, having a serious plot, and it makes sense, like you have the serious story with, Home, uh, with Barney trying to tackle alcoholism, and you have homer there is like this goofy you know goofy jokes about no i'm never you're never gonna get me a double, uh a, a, a you're never you know or the the his and then and that and that functions because one he doesn't stay like that he it it changes into barney and in a barney and homer episode basically um and they homer is just not that goofy guy the entire time he is the goofy guy with with barney the beginning and then as the episode segues into like a kind of a, a rift between them he becomes serious again he doesn't stay that goofy thing the whole time he takes things seriously because he's a real human at least functionally you know he treats things treats problems with his friend like problems and not just as like a joke I, that, yeah. It seems dumb saying that. It feels dumb saying that. Like, oh, they treat him like a character. But that's really all it takes.
1: Well, yeah. That's that's why we. Well, I, I think one of the reasons we have been so stressed about the, the last couple seasons of The Simpsons is because they don't do that. Like, they they just assume that these are cartoon characters. Therefore, they don't have to treat them as real people or characters. And and this episode does, and it's a refreshing change of pace. So. Moving on, after uh, Homer gets kicked out of the AA meeting, uh, rightfully, uh, we see Bart and Lisa watching TV where the Teletubbies are advocating violence like they do. And we also find out that the Springfield phone book needs a new cover. Woo! All right, here's a weird B-plot for you. Uh, so Bart and Lisa uh, get an old, 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 old camera out of the closet. Like it, it looks like the kind of camera that should be from like the 1920s or earlier, but somehow the Simpsons have it. And they decide that they are going to take the, the picture uh, that's going to go on the new phone book, which it's hard not to beat the old one, which is just a picture of Mr. Burns glowering. <laughs> I don't know how he got on the <laughs> phone book, but apparently he did. He has connections, man. Yeah, apparently not enough to keep that uh, picture, though. Uh, Barney, meanwhile, is trying out his coupon because he is now nice and sober.
2: I'd like to sign up for helicopter lessons. Sorry, pal but it takes a special kind of man to pilot these birds. I got a coupon. Okay, get in. Elvis played a chopper pilot one time. (laughs) He made so many darn mistakes. (laughs) We were just laughing at him. Great singer though. Oh, absolutely. You know who else I like is that uh, Leo Sayer. Anyway, we're nice and level now. How'd you like to take the controls? You think I'm ready? Sure, I do. One sec. Testing, black box. One, two. Ah! Ah! She's all yours, friend. <laughs> hey, I think I'm getting it. Yes, that's great. Now let's just pull ourselves out of this tailspin here. okay that's what the diapers are for
1: so yes um (laughs) barney gets to try everything out Amelia sends it into a tailspin luckily they're wearing diapers like you do when you pilot a
0: helicopter apparently i I, I enjoy the black box testing yeah (laughs) it's very good (laughs) that's how you know it's real there's no screams (laughs) how you make sure it works
1: exactly uh yeah at this point we go back to bart and lisa uh, who are staging a photo with baby birds in the Jebediah Springfield uh statue. Uh however, Bart argues that what people really want to see is celebrities at their worst. And what do they spy? But Rainier Wolfcastle eating a whole bunch of junk food for a new movie where he
0: plays a fat secret agent, I guess. That's what he says anyway. I mean there's only two op there's only two two possible explanations. Uh, either he is playing a overweight secret service agent. Or he just wants to have some food. That's fine. Either one of those is okay. Yeah. I mean, it's okay. Food tastes good. Especially the kind of food he has. He has like hot dogs and popcorn and ice cream. It's I really good. Okay. I I don't understand the appeal of popcorn as a snack food. Oh, I I hate popcorn.
1: Uh, Like, it has a wonderful taste, but it is one of the most frustrating foods to eat because it just gets stuck in your teeth.
0: Can't stand it. I just, I don't know. It just feels, yeah, it has the, 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 I think it's the, that feels like, it's kind of like chewing Star. I don't know. I like candy uh, popcorn because I'm a, I will eat anything if you put enough sugar on it. Uh, Exactly. But I don't, I just don't, like, I don't. When people go to the, the movie theater and buy a get a big bag, I'm like, I'll... And then I end up eating it anyway, because it's next to me. I think that's the the, the <laughs> trap. They just like... Rainier Wolf Castle, he's, all, he's been in shape for like 98% of our time with him. He deserves a little fat phase. It's okay. He can lose the weight.
1: That's your, This is his bulking phase, and then he'll <laughs> go through his slim down phase.
0: Exactly. That's right. He's he's working yeah. out the entire time. Absolutely. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah.
1: So... Anyway, back at Moe's, uh, Moe is attempting to turn Homer into the new Barney by offering him Barney's seats and uh you know basically requiring him to dance uh while they throw pennies at him because
0: is it pennies? Apparently if he I thought it was what peanuts, I can't remember. I thought it was peanuts, peanuts. sorry,
1: peanuts. I knew From... it was a pea. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh Lenny and Carl have also decided that uh Homer is the new Barney, so they throw peanuts at him and force him to dance, but yet, and Homer did it because in his own words uh the otherwise they would have lost respect for him
0: <laughs> not not sure how that works but sure <laughs> i <laughs> that's see that's that's a, like a little subtle clever clever logic there that i appreciate from homer like it's just dumb yeah. enough to work like that is like they really nail homer's character in that I'm like that's the thing like character based jokes they work they're solid dependable yeah so yes uh at the,
1: uh, after this, uh, Homer and Marge are at home uh, talking this over. As we said, uh, when Barney shows up with his helicopter to basically gloat in Homer's face about his uh, successful, uh, you know, helicopter piloting and lack of alcohol.
2: Check it out, Homer! I'm flying this thing. Get it away from the house! Wanna go for a ride, Marge? Can I? Yes, go! Just go! Oh, you missed some big changes at Mo's. He hangs newspapers over the urinals now You can read the sports page while you pee Very la-dee-da I've made some big changes too Can you believe I'm flying this helicopter? Power lines, power lines! Oh, sorry <laughs> When I think about all the time I wasted at Mo's. Wasted? What about our staring contest? And the way we always knew what football coaches should have done Remember the day we jumped that census guy and stole his clicker? Those are all priceless memories, Homer, but I don't want to do that stuff anymore. Oh, so you're better than me, is that it? I didn't say that. Take me home. Oh, don't be that way, Homer. I'll scream. Okay, okay. So how was a ride with Barney?
1: I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> So yes, and this is actually how the act ends. Uh, Homer is just absolutely distraught at his row with Barney, row, row, whatever it is, uh, and goes crying into the house. And with that, we go to commercial.
0: And that's the other thing. Like more, hey, this is treating Homer and Barney like real people. Like Homer, like that. That, that is a you know a problem with you know when you have friends that you only have you. They're friends only when you're drinking with them. Like, they're just drinking friends. There's not anything yeah. else you do when someone stops drinking. What do you do with them now? Like, and that's, I think that is the reality that Homer is facing against Barney. Like, Homer and Barney weren't drinking friends to begin with. They were just, high, they were friends in high school. And then they became drinking buddies, and I think that's where the schism is, is where Homer's afraid to lose Barney's friend, because if Barney's not drinking, he won't be at Moe's anymore. And then homer is <laughs> doesn't know how to deal with this situation he is he doesn't understand how to socialize with people when you're not drinking which might be a problem in homer but whatever yeah um we come back homer is upset he's uh we, we see him have a little uh pillow talk with marge about how he feels
2: Stupid Barney thinks he's too good for me. Cheer up, homie. You don't need friends to be happy. I haven't had a friend in years. But you got me. Who have I got? Mm. Well, you still have Lenny and Carl. Oh, Lenny and Carl suck. Please don't tell Lenny and Carl I said that, because if I ever lost them as friends... Look, if Barney's that important to you, you've got to work it out. Old friends stick together, like O.J. and A.C. Or the Falcon and the Snowman.
0: Oh, why can't I have a nickname? I I don't necessarily need them calling out Marge not having any friends. So yeah, that just makes me extra sad. I like guys. You write the show. You can make Marge have friends. That's the like. It's the thing that doesn't make ever make any sense to me. Whenever they point like that's as become a topic of conversation over the latter 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 two-thirds of the simpsons latter-day simpsons it's all the jokes about marge not having friends and never having friends i'm like it's because no one ever wrote her one like oh exactly (laughs) like hey did you guys know you can write marge episodes there are a few out there Uh, and you could just have her have, have make a friend and have her be like homer barney to homer just someone she hangs out with once in a while it's not complicated um so we cut back to the b plot where Bart and Lisa are trying to get a a picture. So they resort to dogs playing poker, uh, which they do a very good job of setting up like six dogs around a poker table and have all, I guess it's very important that all the dogs have proper amounts of of anteing and betting. I guess, in the moment that this picture is taken. Fortunately, Nelson steals the picture over their shoulder. So the quest continues for the perfect picture. Then we see Homer at the Quickie Mart where he is getting some beer. He runs into Barney and is a little bit awkward. Oh, hello Homer.
2: Barney. Beer, huh? That's right. Enjoy that I will. Then we agree. You keep thinking that. I will. Me too. Good day then. Good day then. It's right. Ta ta ta. Hey, you did not pay for that beer. <laughs>
0: I appreciate they took the time to make this scene happen. Well, cause it's perfect. It's the exact kind of thing
1: you would expect to happen in this situation.
0: Yeah. Like they're not going to stop seeing each other. Uh, they live in Springfield. It's a small town. Uh, they are, they all go, they go to the same places. So it makes sense. And the fact that I, I think it's a kind of scene that we see missing from a lot of bad episodes and that it doesn't have like a huge laugh moment. It serves mostly character. And but it functions really well, continues to plot, and deepens character, at least in, in this episode. And it's like a simple scene of like, it's like 30 seconds long of just awkward conversation between the two, where they don't, neither of them know where they each of them stand. So they're just like, hey, bye, because uh, they are kind of cold with each other. But it feels real. And like, it doesn't, that's what it takes. You have to write these little scenes in here that serve as basically connective tissue. So, um Bart and Lisa are now on Mount Springfield again, looking for the perfect picture uh they are taking random pictures of nature of views from the top of Mount Springfield, where you can see the entire town and as this 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 moment has a little bit a couple you know like references to older episodes, like they talk about the squid port, they talk about the monorail, which. Is a little wink and nod, you know. Hey, look! There's history here. This Springfield is a place that has built, built up, and grown over the years. They acknowledge it, um, even if some of the characters. Well, what? Yeah, it's one of the great things about this a long running show like this is because you can have it where it resets basically at the end of every episode, but there's still a little history here and there. Yeah, you can see, you can see it there uh, at, at times, and this is a, a, a nod towards it. And like, this is where you, this is the perfect place for it, where you can say, "Hey, look." you remember that and it and it adds to the idea of springfield as a, a real place uh not just a static image that stays the same uh from week to week so homer as at moe's again and again he is turned into the the rummy the dancing he has to dance for them until barney shows up barney is as part of the 12-step process he's making amends uh, and he shows up to apologize to Mo.
2: Hiya, Mo. Well, if it isn't Little Miss, I'm not wasting my life anymore. Which he is. Oh, I've come here to make amends for my disgraceful behavior over the last 20 years. No, that's okay, Bon. No, it's not okay. I broke bar stools, befouled your broom closet, and made sweet love to your pool table, which I then befouled. Well, that would explain the drop-off in play. This is a Channel 6 news bulletin. Fire has broken out on Mount Springfield, dropping two youngsters and their camera. Oh, no, that's Bart and Lisa! (laughs) Barney, you gotta fly us up there and save my kids. I can't. I've never flown solo. Barney, the call is from
0: heroism. Will you accept the charges? I also that is uh, two separate clips that I pushed together because I cut out about thirty seconds of a very strange clip of Burt Reynolds.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's that's the fireball mud flap thing is just weird, but I love Homer's thing. The call is from heroism.
0: It's a very Homer thing. It's it's how Homer imagines all situations or all action movies. Um, I don't know why there there is a bit of Kent Brockman interviewing a you know quote unquote Burt Reynolds. I think Harry doing Burt Reynolds. And it, I do, it's it's very long and it only serves as a way for them to highlight that the news doesn't care about these kids that are trapped in a forest fire. Uh, but I don't, I'm not, I don't know, late career Burt Reynolds. It just does not fascinate me, I guess. Like it does the Simpsons writers at the time. Uh, I, so I cut it out. So Homer begs Barney to save the children. And Barney... Barney does it, Barney. I mean, I, I, I don't know where. Where is this helicopter being stored? By the way, that he can't find another. He can't help find his, his teacher, his instructor. It doesn't matter really, uh, because it serves the story well enough that he can't. Oh, he can't find the instructor right now. So Barney takes up Homer in the helicopter. He's incredibly nervous, uh, because he's never flown alone, and there's a lot of pressure on him. And this is this is a little bit of a peek into why Barney drinks, probably, you know,
1: pressure. That's true. He probably has a lot of anxiety. Also, I would have also accepted this uh, scene if the teacher had been like, no way I'm going up there. That's too dangerous. Flying in fires for a crazy person. (laughs) Yes, because it is. That's that's why firefighter pilots are a specialized breed of people, because that is really hard to do.
0: Uh, But, you know, Barney is is I guess... Feels beholden to Homer in a certain way, I think, and is going to try. Um, Homer and Barney are flying. It's Barney can't even control the helicopter at like a normal place. Like he's not even close to the fire yet. He's he doesn't know what to do. Uh, they kind of have a impromptu landing on a bridge because Barney's so out of control and uh they are confront and barney is confronted by temptation when (laughs) a duff beer truck crashes uh near him and beer literally lands at his feet
2: beer that's what i need barney no don't yes i need it Uh, no you've got to be sober for this give me that it's warm (laughs) You can't drink them all! Oh, yes, I can. I'll get Give me Stop. that!
1: Get
2: I won't let you give up now. When you worked so hard to be the greatest pal in the world. I love you. Let's not lose touch after graduation. You're brave, man. You took six silver bullets for me. Stay away from my wife. <laughs> Looks like it's up to me. Oh,
1: stay away from my wife.
0: I do, the line, I understand that Duff is not cores, but still, taking six silver bullets, very, it's pretty good. I, I, I enjoy that quite a bit. Um, So, it this is, and like, it's really... This is a really smart scene because it deepen it, it it demonstrates both Barney and Homer's character at the same time, and and deepens their relationship by how they mm-hmm. act. Because Barney is willing to, to go up in a helicopter to rescue Homer's kids because of how he feels about his friendship with Homer. Homer, despite the fact that he is upset that Barney isn't drinking anymore, because that is where their friendship is demonstrated. He understands that it's important to Barney that he's not drinking. So Homer gulps down six beers, won't let Barney slide back into drinking. And they weave in the jokes with Homer turning drunk instantly because he guzzles six beers. And demonstrates Barney like, oh, Homer's passed out now. Barney has, there's no one there to judge Barney. But seeing how Homer acts, Barney goes up in the helicopter anyway, goes back up to go save bart and lisa and that is when we we get we get the third act action sequence um but it and it is a a little goofy at times but it never dismisses the danger to bart and lisa like they they chose them you know in a tree in the in the middle of forest fire and as we all know matt trees uh fire can't climb trees Thank goodness. Whew. Otherwise, things would be bad. It would be bad, but it never it never treats their danger as anything but real, which is important. Like all this, yeah. There's there's no laughing at the danger. No, they there there are there are some like goofy jokes where like there's a bear who tries to escape over through the trees. There they have the Homer like tries to save them and ends up like hanging from the edge of the helicopter and like the helicopter does like a three hundred three hundred sixty like a barrel roll. Which like, can a helicopter actually do that? And not crash. Uh, very high performance ones, not the kind they are. <laughs> <laughs> I, okay. I was just curious. It doesn't really matter. I don't really care that it does that. Uh, because, like, yeah, there's. Like, when you think of, like, Mars the monorail, it ends with Homer, like, lassoing, uh, like, embedding an anchor into a donut to save that the day. That was a W or something like uh, that. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever it is. Um, It's the monorail M. Um, which is, a, like, it's a goofy thing to save the day. So that's. It it's it can that is fine because the character is there because they don't dismiss the danger to Bart and Lisa all of it makes sense all of it works together and they end up saving the day they save Bart and Lisa and Barty flies away with them um and we reset uh where we we get kind of a end to the beat bot where they send in I guess they just set in the whole roll of film in this old camera. Yeah, you think you would get it developed and then
1: send in the picture you want, but no, they just send in the whole roll. Of film.
0: They send in the whole roll of film, uh, and they use one of their pictures for the front of the phone book, which is Bart and Lisa as children naked on a toilet, because that's the kind of thing you want to put on, <laughs> on your... in the front of your phone book is naked children. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. It's fine. It's it it serves as like an embarrassment to them. Um, Marge fakes out the fact that she gave away their bike. That they she won. She did take the picture, so technically she did win uh to yep. the, the bike to orphans, but she didn't. She's just it's a joke. Uh they get the bike. And then we cut to the, the the final scene uh the episode where Barney and Homer are in a park drinking coffee together.
2: Well, I'm glad we're friends again. Yeah. So what do you call this stuff? A double tall mocha latte. It's not bad. Well, it ain't there well at least I got that monkey off my back nobody gets away from Mo nobody <laughs> oh.
0: So Mo has <laughs> opened up a, a coffee bar mm-hmm. out front and has also has a smoke dispenser. Or is that just well, like that, the steam I release steam from the espresso machine or whatever? OK. All right. That makes sense. But, you know, I think addicted to coffee, I think, is a slightly better place than addicted to beer or alcohol. That's true.
1: I mean, caffeine is still a drug, but it's a stimulant instead of a depressant, and I think it has slightly less deleterious effects on you. But you know,
0: I I don't know. It's I think the ending works really well because it shows them, hey, they're hanging out and they're not at most. That's really all it, all it needs to do is like, yeah, they're friends again, and Homer's okay with Bart Barney not drinking, and they can visit each other and see each other at a, not a bar. It's okay, um, and that's how the episode ends um this episode's good it's surprisingly good honestly (laughs) it's it it is (laughs) when when we're in the middle of season 11 where half the episodes don't seem to be concerned about making sense or ending with having a real like ending even or like having any kind of character at all any kind of consistency in the plot or story any consistency in character growth and in, in or an arc within an episode when an episode does it it is a breath of fresh air and this is this is one of those ones or i i i think i've saw this episode once before and it's nice i it's a a pleasant a pleasant surprise where this episode is good it is funny it is on task it's about character oh my gosh for once it's about a character <laughs> And, you know, it is it is a supporting character facing change. And actually, that's the other I think that's the only it's nothing to do with this episode. It's the fact that they just throughout the years after this, they kind of don't really focus on it anymore. And they just kind of they're inconsistent with if Barney is drinking or not. And I and they usually present it as he's just struggling to stay on the wagon. You know they'll, they they have moments in other episodes later on where they show Barney he's drinking or he's drunk or he's passed out and or when he's he also moments when he's sober they go back and forth and it that's true he, he helps Lisa a spelling relapse yes and I think that's the the I I, I wish they w- considering the fact that they have plenty of maybe they've figured out we've done this episode I we don't want to do a fall Barney falling off the wagon episode I guess. Because they probably don't want to have to figure out how to make that thing funny, which I understand to a certain extent. Um, I don't know. This episode's good and funny and feels. I I I can still see like the like. Uh, Dan Castellan mentions that Mike Scully did have them change a few things in the script. Um, I'd be really curious to see what the original version is, like what the thing was pitched back in like season four or whatever. Yeah, versus what they made for this. This uh, like, did they, did they, in, in, like make them have more physical comedy bits? Did they make them make the ending rescue singles a little bit more silly? Did they include ma- have to have that first act kind of nonsense that introduced the episode? Like, I don't know. I'd be really interested to see the, what the original version was, but we we might never see that. Um, but uh, as it is, this is a good episode. I I. I don't know. I don't. I really. There's minor complaints, but frankly, after the problems we've had recently, this is fun. It's nice. Your thoughts, Matt? Pretty much
1: the same. There's not a whole lot to add. You, you, like we, had, like I said earlier, this episode is about a character. There are jokes, but they are organic to the plot. The cold open essentially is just really quickly moves into the actual plot. And it's heartwarming at the end. It's just something we haven't gotten in season 11 in a very long time. It's just, it's nice. It's it's nostalgia for a better time of The Simpsons.
0: <laughs> also, And the B-plot connects to the A-plot. Yes, it does, in several different places. Yeah, it's nice. Um, we will rank it at, at end of the show. No submissions for, this, for my favorite episode. But this episode is certainly not broken either. So we don't have to worry about that. We can move on to our next segment. It's time for comments from the news group. Okay, here we are. Alt. Nerd. Obsessive. News Group is where I comb through the old Alta TV. Simpsons see what people were talking about the week or two after an episode debut, what they thought of the episode, um, plus any other interesting notes. Um, I got some reviews for us, man. Uh, first. I really, really, really like this one, more than Faith Off and The Joy of Sex, which are now three and four on my favorites list, thanks to this one bumping them down. No last X to Springfield by far, but the best I've seen in a long time. There's an above-par climax, and at least they didn't blow it this time, e.g. Missionary Impossible. They did (laughs) (laughs) did it with minimal wackiness and minimal lowbrow jokes, the only real lowbrow jokes was Homer's Spring Cleaning. Uh, the Bartley subplot was a very good one and some good laughs at the cited phone book photo. This episode wouldn't have existed with that gem of a, without that gem of a subplot. This episode is a diamond in a set of logs. That's all I have to say. In a set of logs. I, I, yeah, like the saying goes. Uh, at first, that's A+. At first, I was worried about this episode seeing as it was written by one of the voice actors and another first time writer. I'm glad to say this episode was a pleasant surprise. The subject of Bartley quitting drinking could have been handled in a very bad way. A lot of jerk ass Homer and tasteless jokes but thankfully, that wasn't the case. Everyone was nicely in character. The plot was decent. The subplot even had something to do with the main plot. Even better, it was darn funny throughout, not just during certain acts. Add to this fairly good animation, and you have surprisingly one of the best episodes of the season. Hey. But, Matt, it wouldn't be uh, a group of Simpsons newsgroup reviews without a bad review. An inept, see-through story takes up far too much of the writer's energy, leaving them none to work on any decent jokes. The writing is sickeningly mechanical, and the jokes are just plain stupid. Writers had their sights in the right place by connecting the two plots, but they obviously employed the clumsiest methods in reaching that goal. Not feeling good about yourself? Here's an idea. Try this. Write your own story. Just write stuff down and build to a climax of some sort and try to type as many loose ends as possible. No doubt you'll do no worse than Dan Castle and his wife. Wow, that's that's wrong on so many different levels and, I, is, it, it, and barely even about this episode. This is, the, this, is the, this, is the, this is the kind of person who likes season 11, Matt. Mm-hmm. It has all the jokes in it. They like the jokes. They probably like Family Guy. Oh boy, probably. That's true. Was <laughs>
1: Family Guy around
0: by this oh, yeah, point? Absolutely, I think they were, right. Yeah, Family Guy yeah. was around. Definitely, it was in season one or two at this point. Uh, a few other notes: uh, someone had to describe what My Little Pony was. My Little Pony at this point there was no revival yet, so Millhouse having a My Little Pony blanket would be a throwback to the old series. Uh it was a series of little horsey dolls available in a variety of pastel colors. I think some of them are even fruit scented. Not only are the these way babyish from the house, but they are marketed to little girls to boot. And then that's even, I had to include that because it's so funny considering the with the new series of how many adult men love it. And <laughs> it was marketed to little girls to boot. Eh, that doesn't really matter anymore. Uh, and then final note, Is a little question about how they're going to treat Barney's sobriety going into the future. So after last night's episode, I had to wonder if they're going to continue Barney's sobriety in the coming episodes and seasons. Something tells me not, but I think it'd be interesting to keep his character true to the events of last night's episode. Some extent, this happened with other events in the show, the Van Houtens' divorce, Skinner and Krabappel. Some might think that this wouldn't be the same or as funny with Barney sober, but I think there's quite a lot of humor to be explored in that vein. Of course, it may take a relapse or two or twenty before he really stays sober for good or goes back to drinking for good. It's more, again, predicting the future. Oh yeah, because that is exactly, yep, back and forth. So, like, at least they acknowledge the fact that this episode happened. I think that's largely, I, I understand the. Hesitation to like. No, we don't want to write an episode about Barty relapsing. That's not fun. That's not really. That's that's pretty heavy, even heavier than this, probably. Um, but that's it. Uh, and some interesting notes there. We can move on to our next segment. It's time for the listener question of the week. Let's try one more number. <gasps> Yellow.
2: KBL is gonna give me something stupid. Well, hot dog. We have a wiener.
0: Yellow. Our listener question of the week this week is: What is your 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 version of Future Simpsons? Tons of really good answers. Really appreciate the time people took. First from Abby. Uh, Bart becomes a cop, and he's really good at it because of his juvenile delinquent background. He knows what criminals are going to do before they do it. He's divorced with two kids, a boy and a girl. Lisa becomes a CEO of a small company that does renewable energy or something like that. Whatever it is, they're environmentally responsible and good corporate citizens. She still plays sax on the weekends in the same jazz trio she's been in since college. She's married to an environmental lawyer and has one daughter. Maggie is a high-level scientist in the government, maybe with NASA... She's under a high security clearance, so she can't ever talk about what she does. Clever. She's single, but keeps tight-lipped about her personal life. I see what you're doing there. Marge watches the grandkids all day and loves every minute of it. She's now the president of the newly reformed Investorettes. Homer still works at the the nuclear power plant because he because he, uh, he forgot to ever contribute to his 401k. He still hangs out with all his old friends, but they're all retired now. The whole family eats dinner together every Sunday. I like it. Sean, President Lisa... She legalizes it, and I feel creates the back half of a storyline arc that gets Bart on the Supreme Court. (laughs) That's a good point. Yeah, it's very good. Uh, Ashley, Bart moves to LA to couch surf. He ends up in Martin's couch, who happens to work on a late-night show as a writer. Bart shows some latent art ability and has been creating comics of his infamous El Barto persona. Bart goes up. as a plus one to an industry party with Martin, somehow gains an audience with the show's host. Martin has, showed, has shown said host the comics, and they think that would make a great show. Bart is reluctant to turn over the rights to his work, so he quickly drafts a comic of a dysfunctional family based on his own childhood. The late night show loves it, and The Simpsons are born. Bart also changes his name to Bort in the television version of his family. <laughs> the Bort bit gets me. <laughs> like I, uh, that I would accept Bort, or I also accept he changes it to Matt. <laughs> Uh, Lauren, margin Homer. Eventually, she tires of his crap and gives him an ultimatum regarding his hygiene and drinking. Since he is still madly in love with her, he limits his drinking and closes the gaps with his family. They are married until their deaths. Bart is more intelligent than he's given credit for. I don't think he will become a slacker and stay so well far from it in which he will either be an FBI special agent or a judge. Lisa will originally have a hard road since music is difficult to excel in and she will originally major in it. Of course, that it is not worth it. She'll then change her major and move to a science, eventually earning her PhD. After getting a job, she'll move her way up until she becomes the head of research at Johns Hopkins University. Maggie. Uh, Maggie becomes the head of, a, of the mob. I mean, how many one-year-olds do you know have gotten away with attempted murder? Just kidding. She's incredibly intelligent, and based upon how she works things out, she becomes an architecture engineer. As for being married, I can see Bart being wild in his teens and 20s, so he has one illegitimate child for before settling down, getting married and having two more children. Lisa marries Millhouse. Ugh. Why? Everything's coming up Millhouse? House. No, actually Lisa marries a coworker in her thirties and has one child. Maggie marries a scientist and has several children. Uh from Daniel, as far as I'm concerned, Bart always grows up to become Chief Justice of the Supreme Court. That is his can future, and every other future Bart episode is a cautionary tale to keep him on that path. <laughs> Amen. Uh Jessica. I actually like most of the future episodes. I would like to live in a world where somehow all of the future episodes actually happen. It's all true, or just have them occur in alternate dimensions. where Every future is a different world, and we are not sure which one is our world. All right, Grant Morrison. Yeah, <laughs> it's that's valid though. I, it's valid. Uh, Towas at there was a there was a spur. After Homer wins the lottery, he and Marge move to Upper Shelbyville. Lisa becomes Springfield's first openly gay congresswoman. Maggie plays bass in a band. And Bart owns and operates an unsuccessful cave. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Every time I read that, the cave gets me. That's very good. Uh, Employee million at O'Benjamin. It's 20 years from the present, quote-unquote. Lisa's a scientist. Bart works at the Android's dungeon. Not a depressing life, but still casual enough for him. Maggie's in college, and Homer and Marge are still happily married. Sure, there's not much mileage for comedy, but it's neat. What's your answer, Matt? Okay, so uh, mine is actually a kind of a
1: mix of a lot of these. I, I was very surprised to find out. Uh, I would say that uh, Marge and Homer divorced and then got remarried uh, because after they split up, uh, Homer actually decided to work on himself. Uh, I figured they were probably split up for about – Three to four years uh, before March, you know, she never stopped loving Homer, but his behavior was getting on her nerves. Um, So now they're back together and it's very tentative and it's they love each other. But, you know, they're still working on it, but they actually are working on it this time. Uh, Bart, uh, actually, uh, again, wild teenage and twenties, uh, then he becomes a motivational speaker, you know, like those, uh, church pastors who are always like, Oh yes, I was a wild child, blah, blah, blah. Bart's like that, but you know, he's more on the Tony Robbins vibe. Uh, he, 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 he still also runs a scam from time to time because it's Bart. He's never going to outgrow that. Uh, Maggie, uh, quietly gets a job, uh, running the local business. Uh, but, uh, you know. She seems to have a lot more money than running a local business should provide for her. Uh, it's it's a little strange. It's almost like she's involved in, in something else. And then um, Lisa, uh, I like the idea of her being involved in some sort of, you know, uh, green tech startup. Uh, but I think Lisa would be single. Uh, I feel like uh, a significant other would probably end up being a little bit of a distraction for her. Uh, but, you know, she has her dalliances from time to time um but uh again she definitely still plays the saxophone i like the idea of her still having a playing the sax on the side uh but i don't think she'd be in a band i think that's i think she's a little too independent for that kind of thing uh also millhouse uh still lives in the town he runs the androids dungeon uh comic book shop and pines after lisa from far away that include millhouse's future I did. I, I just want everyone to realize that Milhouse will end up living a very sad, lonely existence.
0: <laughs> God. Alright. Uh, I think one, I think Marge and Homer stay together happily married and I think Homer, like this is the thing Like I, I think we don't think about because of the Simpsons have being around for 30 years. He's been, Homer's been in his late 30s his entire life, in <laughs> the entire time we've seen him. I think as he's entering his 40s he calms down, turn like works on himself, and settles into. He stops going to Moe's, um, and kind of just sit stays home at every night with with Marge, and they watch like game shows together or whatever, uh, or reality shows or you know whatever they you know whatever Marge wants to watch. Homer settles in and drinks beer at home with her, probably. watch drinks a few beers and then. Um, They settle into like a kind of happy settled life. Uh, I think Bart, I think Bart goes into the military because he's shown that he's capable, uh, gets his education that way and probably settles into kind of like a uh, like I I think he works like on tanks and jeeps and stuff. He's like a mechanic for the military. And when he gets out of the military, he just opens up his own um, mechanic shop in Springfield. I think Lisa leaves Springfield, like Lisa's wedding, goes to college somewhere else, starts up a like I was I again. The, I think the idea that she's running a green business is this is the first thing I thought of too. Um, but I think she starts a green business and it gets very successful, and she ends up opening a to. I think she comes back like at a Christmas to visit Springfield and sees Springfield is like run down and the economy is failing in Springfield because some local places are closing or whatever. So she opens up a a, uh, a a new a new office for her company in Springfield to try and boost the economy. And Maggie ends up working for her out of college in Springfield. Lisa Lisa gets married, no children. Bart has children. Maggie has children eventually. Yeah, that sounds about All right. I think Lisa leads that child free lifestyle. Um, I don't know. I all of your answers are very good. You guys are very very smart listeners, of course, because you listen to us. Um next week's question, what is your favorite Barney quote? I have to think about that one a little bit.
1: Hmm, that's gonna be a tougher one.
0: Yeah. Post this on our social media, Facebook.com slash The Simpsons Show uh on Twitter at Simpsons Pod. You can email us at Simpsons Pod at gmail dot com. You can like uh like us at our social media places and whatever. Get our get that stuff in your feed, even though Facebook and Twitter are hell sites full of monsters and uh, terrible people, apparently. Run them. Uh, we can move on to our next segment. It's time for the No Google Trivia Challenge. I am too smart. I am too smart. S-M-R-T. I mean S-M-A-R-R-T. The No Google Trivia Challenge is where Matt and I each challenge each other with three trivia questions. One easy, one easy, one hard, try and stump the other. I have a six-point lead which is uh, diminished as we've gone through the season. I'm worrying. You're worrying, right? No need to worry, Robbie. Not at all. Your I... questions
1: this week are very easy.
0: Sure. Sure they are. Uh, So are yours, Matt. Definitely. Definitely didn't uh-huh. tune them up for you. Definitely. Uh, Give me an easy question, Matt. All right. So
1: your easy question. In The Way We Was, what is the name of Marge and Homer's high school
0: principal? Um, Dundalayer? Close enough. Dondlinger. Oh, it's Dondlinger. Okay. I was like, is that? I was debating that. I was like, that's immediately jumped in my mind. And then I'm like, wait a second. Is that from one of those fake college movies that Homer is watching at some point? (laughs) Because they have fake names in that too. Um, These are all from Marge gets a job. Okay. Bart is attacked by what? When he is finally taking his test. Oh, that's the one with the wolf. Yes, that's correct. It's a wolf. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's also, you could also, have, uh, it could also have said Alaskan timber wolf if you wanted to be technically correct. That's true. But it is it loud. Is... That's our secret word for the day. <laughs> She's crunching. I only ate one. Um, <laughs> what's my medium question, Matt? All right. So your
1: medium question, uh, in the way we was, when is detention? When and where, I should say. Oh, God. You get a point for when and a point for where. mm
0: it's blank at in, you know, room, room, blah, blah, blah. Um, you can hear it in your head. You just can't hear the details. right? Yeah, I don't know the numbers. Uh, I can guess them though. Three o'clock, room 205. Oh, you're so close. Uh, three o'clock is correct. So one point for that. Uh, it is actually
1: old building, room 106.
0: Oh, old building. I forgot the old building part. All right, Matt. We hear six credits used in Marge's resume. Name four of them for one point, all of them for two. This is the medium question? You you, you put your you get to keep your pants on Matt. Okay. Alright, fine.
1: Um she speaks Swahili. Um she wrote some song that Muddy Waters wrote. Um <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh Are we talking about the ones that Smithers reads or the ones that Lisa puts in there? All the ones we hear. Okay. Uh work for the Carter administration. Technically, she voted for him twice, so that counts. Uh, curator of large mammals. Uh, let's
0: see. Oh man.
1: Hmm. Really, you see her at six?
0: Mm-hmm. All right. Come on, man. That's 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 all I got. I none of the, none of the rest are coming to to mind. You, okay, well, that's you get yourself a point. Oh, of, so I got
1: those four right. All right, those,
0: those are four. Are all right. The other two you're missing are the first two. Lisa says they're chauffeur and seamstress. Oh, of course, of course! Dang it! The two <laughs> ones that are actually most applicable. Yeah, right. I thought Muddy Waters wrote this. <laughs> yeah, I was amazed you. Su- I'm amazed you remember that one. That was the one I would thought definitely thought you would forgot, but you remembered all the funny. Th- you remember all the funny things. Um, exactly. What's my hard question? All right, this is a tough one because it's never said. It's just in the background. Oh God.
1: Uh, what is the title of Marge's debate? In the way we was. Obviously. Yeah. Yeah
0: yeah i remember homers um but that but millions will be late um what does i don't even remember i have no idea what marge um she's like a nascent feminist at the time so maybe something to do with that or i would say women i would it's a women in the workplace
1: i'm sorry you are you're
0: way off uh it is butterflies are free <laughs> what
1: uh yeah it's written on the board behind her underneath her name that's what she's talking are about the
0: cap- more you help
1: them the more you hurt them kind of thing
0: captive butterfly. okay your hard question matt i just want you to do your best okay this is this is bro- i don't God. know if it was we'll see how well you do and then i'll figure out the okay. points afterwards what illnesses does grandpa suspect maggie has oh boy okay um Dropsy, gout, handmaid's
1: knee, um, oh, man. something boobah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the bends. I want to say he says and he throws in there. I, I want to say it's like bubonic guga or something like that. I swear he <laughs> says. <laughs> and eventually lycanthropy <laughs> <laughs> some garlic on you before the next full moon <laughs> um that's at the end though uh i got nothing they're they're the weirdest names ever i
0: can't wait to hear them okay you got one right i don't think this is gonna get you any points man i'm sorry okay uh that's you got all right. dropsy is correct and so you got dropsy the grip scopula or scopula I Forget how it says it the vapors jungle rot shanty fever Poor man Scout. Oh of course. Housemaids knee Housemaids knee. Cl- Climactic booba. <laughs> oh, I had like half of half of them. <laughs> the staggers and dumb dumb fever. Dumb dumb fever. How could I forget dumb <laughs> dumb Dum fever? <laughs> I, I particularly I particularly in- enjoy climactic booba. <laughs> yeah. Climactic. Clim- <sighs> oh, <it's> okay. Um, <laughs> I, I don't care about getting that wrong Those are just so great That's very, It's very good Um, I, You have, I, I'm fairly certain You have some extra questions for me this time Matt. I do some, uh, some Thanks Lotus to questions.
1: John I believe it is mm-hmm. uh, John, should I say his last name?
0: Uh,
1: I think we've said it before. I'm
0: thinking oh, okay. John Winchester. Uh, John. John Winchester
1: has kindly uh, agreed uh, to get us some questions uh, from the episodes that Robbie has watched more than any others Separate Vocations and Homer Defined. So I am going to spread these out. I believe the first few, uh, I'm going to do, I'll say three this week. Okay. Uh, these are all from separate vocations. So your, your first one, it's a very easy one. What is the name of the test the students take? at the beginning of the episode (laughs) you say
0: that man (laughs) you say it's very easy and then i don't the answer does not immediately come to mind um i mean it's a vocational test um i think it has some acronym that it it definitely does yeah i I think it's is it can't like is that i think i want to say that's the acronym is can't and it's like I don't what is it I don't remember that's all I remember I'm probably wrong you you got can't right is the career aptitude normalizing test okay career aptitude I was trying to remember like how the hell do they get vocational test into the acronym can't career aptitude okay well O for one
1: your next question what are the questions and answers read out by Mrs. Krabappel and Miss Hoover during the test
0: (laughs) oh god if you the, want, I
1: can give you the questions, and you can give me the answers, because that's also very fun. I, I,
0: I don't think I can, I, I know, like, uh, one is about um, what smells do you find, I don't remember the exact phrasing, but it's like, what smell do you find most uh, pleasing? I think it's french fries, gasoline, um, I don't remember what the other ones are for that one. French fries and gasoline are definitely in there, along Yeah. with... I think they're all, they all have four answers, right? They're all four. No, multiple three answers. Three answers. Okay. It's French fries, gasoline, and like, I'll say the third is like baby powder. I don't remember. It's not that, but that's my best guess. Um, uh, just give me, I can't think of any other questions. So give me another, give me a question other than that. Okay. The other question is, if I could be any animal, I would be, oh God, <laughs> that doesn't help me at all. Uh, I should have studied. I mean he asked me like what are the episodes I've watched the most I should have just rewatched them. Um if I could be any animal a shark an elephant a m- a weasel? I don't know. What are the answers, Matt? <laughs> it is a carpenter ant, a
1: nurse shark or a lawyer bird. A <laughs> <No>, lawyer,
0: <laughs> right? How can I forget? That's a <laughs> a lawyer bird a nurse attorney. okay that's very good what, what was the third uh scent I knew it was franchise and gasoline uh, bank customers <laughs> bank customers alright what's my third question alright your, your final
1: question uh this is probably a medium level question I would say what airport do the test papers get flown to on their way to be graded
0: oh god <laughs> I'm terrible for this episode I've seen a hundred times I still can't remember anything um it's like in the middle of nowhere it's like a little, a small town, small medium sized town, city. Uh is it? I want to say Scranton. I don't think that's right, but that's the thing that came to my mind. Scranton. That's my guess, Matt. I don't know. Okay, it is the Iowa non international airport. Iowa. Iowa. It is. I like. I was like, asked me in the Midwest somewhere. Yeah, Iowa non non international. It's very. I'm glad they included yeah. that spe- spe- specificity. Um, there that demonstrates how terrible I am. And how much even of on a... episodes you have watched a very very long time I've, I haven't have seen I have not seen them the thing is I used to watch it a lot but now I don't because I'm busy watching the new episode the week the episode we're doing for the podcast and then the new episodes uh, all my all my knowledge gets pushed out of my brain but hey after this week still six points ahead that's all I gotta do just fight you off for long enough that's all I gotta, that's all I gotta maintain that's all I have to maintain the lead. that's all I have to do <sighs> gotta make it tougher for you. Um, we can move on to our final segment, the segment we win every single episode with. It's time for best episode ever. Best episode ever. Best episode ever this part of show, of man. I rank the episodes categorically as so you watch them chronologically, eventually compiling a list of every episode ever, and how good they are. So Matt, where are you looking? So
1: as we pointed out, this really does feel like a season four episode. Um I don't think it really belongs with like the classics, but it's really good compared to like, even, like, season two and three episodes. So, I'm looking, call me crazy, I'm looking top 100.
0: So, call me crazy. Remember that song? Yeah. Call me maybe song, but no. It'd be, um, my career as a parody, commercial parody. A <laughs> parody songster. parody songster is not going to carry... It, maybe top like, 110.
1: I don't know there's some really good episodes yeah, in I'm, the, I'm, like the 110 to 120 range.
0: Yeah, I was looking at like just starting off. I was like, "Oh, it's better than I would say it's probably better. It's better than Homer triple Bypass, which is at 131. Yep. That's like that's a good that's a, a place. I think it's better than grift to the Magi, which is at 116. It's when we start getting into like the 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 100s where I start going mm-hmm. like Yeah, cuz like 110 is separate vocations and I I think that's about on
1: the level with this one. Speaking of that,
0: yeah, I would, I would, I would say that that's roughly the same place. I think you know, I have, I have a lot of love in my heart for separate vocations, but I think it is, I, I think that there are a few things in this that bring it a little bit down, like tape it out of the very good to great ep- episodes. Like it does, it lapses into kind of silly things at times. It has like very, I, I guess I shouldn't be so hard on them because I think all Simpsons episodes have these things. We just. So used to them in the older episodes that we kind of forgive them a lot of the time. Where the like, the, like that forty-five second bit with Burt Reynolds in this episode is like baffling. You are like, why is this in here? It feels like it's not really funny, and it just feels strange. Um, the trash stuff doesn't really add anything to it for me, but that's you know, a few minutes at the beginning. Um, the the jokes about Marge not having friends, uh, the little 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 nitpicky things here and there um i mean okay this is an easy comparison duffless is it better or worse than duffless which is at 112 Ooh. um
1: hmm. i would say it's not quite as good as duffless it's close but i think homer's journey is more interesting because one it is part of the one of the main family members and in addition it's very much about homer's journey of of doing something for himself and for his family. Whereas this is just Barney's journey. And all in all, I think Duffless is a little tighter of an episode. Not a lot, but enough so that it feels like no time is wasted, where I kind of feel like a little bit of that B-plot in Days of Wine and Dozies is just, it's a little bit too much. There seems to be a little bit of wasted time that I, I think could have been excised for
0: something more. Yeah, I think Duffless is, I think more... I feel like this episode is a little bit less, a little bit more less confident in its main story. I think primarily they're worried about not being funny enough. Like, oh no, it's too serious, and so they throw in the B plot jumps in a lot, and it never really tackles like directly. Like, Duffless, like literally, I think is a little bit more head on about Homer's alcoholism, while this is focused more about Barney and Homer's friendship versus barney's alcoholism which is fine it's not that doesn't make it bad um there's burns air barth the murderer whacking day i think it's better than grift of the magi so it's somewhere between Duffless and grift of the magi um i think it's better than whacking day i think whacking day gets a lot of nostalgia but overall as an episode it's not amazing i think it's just good just like this one um Mm -hmm. barth the murderer and burns heir. air I think this is right below Bart the Murderer. I think Bart the Murderer is tighter, and it yeah. And I think it, I, I, does Bart the Murderer even have a B plot?
1: No, I'm pretty sure it's it's all A plot.
0: Yeah, and Burns's Air is actually pretty also focused about Bart. Um, those two Bart episodes. I I think this is just I think it's just a little less focused. I think it has some of the some of the little season eleven thingies that make it a little drop it down a little bit. Um, I would put it. Right above, right above Whacking Day, right below Barth the Murderer. How do you, how do you feel, Matt? How do you feel about that?
1: I'm down with that. Okay.
0: So that is number one fifteen on our list. Days, I can't. Wine and Duh. These, on uh, right below Barth the Murderer, right above Whacking Day. Number one on our list is still Homer's enemy. Last place is Missionary Impossible. Ugh, with a bullet
1: can't believe that one person thought missionary impossible screwed it up in the end
0: <laughs> just the end though Matt it was just at the end Yeah, just the end. until the end it, it was really good so Matt I hope you're I hope you're ready for next week I hope you're excited why Robbie what's what's next week next week is kill the alligator and run oh why you why do you hate me so much? <laughs> well, why can't we just pretend everyone's favorite episode. <laughs> the, the episode that was written by John Swartzwater that no one wants to remember that he wrote it. Um <laughs> but this is all this is on many worst of lists. Many people include this was the episode that has Kid Rock in it. <laughs> so we're gonna, gonna give it our best shot. We'll see how it goes. Maybe, maybe, Matt, maybe it's better than we remember.
1: Yeah yeah we <laughs> wouldn't know
0: okay we'll see that's next week you can listen along with us watch along with us uh you can find everything on our website website is simpsonshow.com links to everything facebook twitter rss feed to our patreon if you want to throw us a couple dollars we'd absolutely appreciate it help keep the lights on uh help keep us ad free um let's see you can find me online on twitter at Robbie Dorman, and check out my other podcast, Against hey, Boys comics hour. It's about comic books. The Serial fanacist. it's about lots of nerdy things. Most recent episode is uh, a book club episode with independent author Paige Lavoy talking about The Power by Naomi Alderman. A uh, really, really good book that I definitely recommend. Um, I think, yeah, that's it. Uh, Matt does not participate in social media unless there's a certain level of Patreon back here, you will not find him.
1: That's true. I have decided to move to the mountains to become that guy that everyone always uh, tries to track down and give snarky answers to stupid questions. So if you have a stupid question, feel free to track me down on the highest mountain in your local area. (laughs) Any mountain? (laughs) All of them? Any mountain all mountains oh it turns out the top of every mountain pokes into a different uh a single dimension where all mountaintops exist uh, parallel to their uh, spots on earth so all i have to do is go to the top of the local the uh, highest mountain and i will exist simultaneously at the top of every large mountain it's amazing i'm robbie and i'm matt they keep watching this episodes <laughs>